I have to double click on that milliseconds make make millions point because I think that's across the you know big famous retailers like Walmart and Amazon and I think even Target they've all written about how important performance is to their business but essentially what you're saying if I understood that correctly is that because of the specific kind of site that Puma is right people go to the Puma website not because they're shopping for maybe a shoe, right? right? Like they want any shoe and they're just looking for whatever the best option is and they will buy it. They're going to Puma because they want to buy a Puma shoe. And so right. it doesn't really matter whether the website loads, you know, in three seconds or in one second because they want that Puma shoe. It doesn't affect their in, their buying intent at all, which is really interesting because it's so counter to what a lot of the e-commerce conversations are about, if you think about it, right? A lot of the Absolutely. e-commerce world talks about how important page performances but what you're saying essentially there's an extra nuance there where this might be true for the like amazons and walmarts of the world but that might be less true if you're a brand destination where people just want to go buy that puma shoe and they will go buy that puma shoe if that website loads in 100 milliseconds or in five seconds doesn't really matter i'm sure like you said if it takes you know 30 60 seconds to load a website i'm, I'm sure people would drop off at a higher rate but it sounds like that it's exactly. kind of a a bell curve where the performance improvements make sense but then once you get to a certain range you didn't see an impact on conversion at all and the measurement was even harder. I, I still don't feel like there is an accurate measure of speed that we should all be using yet. And that part makes this even more challenging because Google introduces Web Vitals. Before that, we had Lighthouse. Um, and then with these different iterations of how to, basically how Google is trying to measure the quality of websites, we all chase that. What I, I keep seeing is that as soon as you get good enough at whatever that measure was, it gets changed. And then the you know the carrot gets moved again. And then some new metrics are added. So there's always this, this shifting landscape. But what happens is when you go to make the change, you need really strong front-end developers. And they have to know the code base really well. Otherwise, the change you're making might have really nasty implications. That's just the nature of what we do. But now my big learning, I'd say over the last year, was that we had gone too far in trying to optimize for page load and like basically first page. What made more sense and where we actually saw more of the gain was when we saw what happens to basically our highest value sessions. So when somebody has a large basket, how long does it take for them to add or remove items from that basket? And then these are just processes that are no longer front end. This is the, however the data is structured inside of the storefront system. And that's where I saw the biggest gains was once we started looking at how long did it used to take a 15 product cart to remove one item from the cart? or to add one more. That wasn't something I even knew was a problem. And then when we started seeing how long it actually took, like, oh my gosh. And then afterwards, when we made these changes and started working with the APIs directly and optimizing these queries, we really made that fast. And so it's a different measure that Google doesn't have one for that. So there isn't anything. And so it's it's the measurement that is causing unmet expectations or when you meet that speed goal which is a really technical item you end up with no improvement in conversion so the investment is just wasted and that's what like so if i could wave any flag for people it's that this 
milliseconds make millions only helps in some cases, and it's not on first page load. I think it's more on these incremental steps so that when it when you enter something where you're doing any sort of database process, that feels fast. Just loading the page can all be done from cache. So that, that one's mostly about eliminating things that get shoved in from a tag manager. It's not about database queries. Then you get frustrated when you find something you like and nothing happens and you're waiting and waiting. It's not the page load. It's the interaction. And that's where we were trying to figure out ways to optimize that strategy. What are we going to cache here? Which queries are actually required? When we run a request, like what happens on the back end? Oh my gosh, there's all this stuff we didn't know was going on. There's promotion lookups. There's this and that. Whoa, nobody knew this was happening. And so what happened when you start digging in deeper is you uncover all of these areas that nobody's ever, ever looked at before. And each one of those potentially introduces a tech for tech option. And that's where you need the strong product management to say, whew, okay, I'm glad we know that now. I'm also terrified. Let's focus on this. So then it's about focus, 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 because as soon as you start working on this stuff, you you open up a huge can of worms. Wow, that that blows my mind. This I guess one question I have is with with Google specifically being so focused on these very specific metrics that they apparently keep shifting underneath your feed, where you have to keep yeah. working towards new metrics that are completely different. Did you at least see an impact on the SEO performance of Puma, and then and, and, and did that correlate with business success, or did that not matter at all either for the specific business that Puma is? Was it more about okay, let's really just focus on that add to cart, remove to cart, making sure that the interaction is as instant as possible, so that people can go through the checkout as easily as possible? These are all tough to measure, and so that's where right. <laughs> I, I really I, I can't say with with confidence that any one of those was improved, other than sales went up. So we know that much, but there's so many things happening at the same time. And in every country, they're doing something differently. They're also measuring things like conversion differently, add to cart rate, whatever it is, they're, each country runs their business differently. And so to say with confidence that this is exactly what happened is, is tough. And what you, you can look at though is how, so that that's now you look at other metrics, the, the Dora metrics, the cycle time and velocity, mean time to recovery, those metrics, I believe came out of IT revolutions research, but Google also has endorsed, seem to be a better measure of what a group like a technology team, like I've been leading, is is there to deliver against. So then what you're really talking about is when an idea comes out of somebody's head or we get some research how long would it take for us to put that into action? If we can iterate on the ideas quickly enough, then we can be wrong more often because we can improve it. We can also be right more often because we could also prove it. If it's, here's the concept, we won't have it live for nine months. You have no idea what else happened during that period. And you think about the last three years, a lot happens in nine months. And so you can't confidently say that it was because this site was faster or because we had optimized this query. You just can't. So what I would encourage is that you focus on how long does it take from concept to delivery of the concept. And so a good chunk of that will be internal approval that we're going to work on it. So that's one issue that is almost not technology relevant, but it's mostly a technical outcome that people want. So that's usually where you focus then on all the product management work. So once you get the ideas flowing in and they're they're clear, 
then you can say, all right, from idea created, how long does it take us to pick that issue up, finish coding, and get it live in production? And that's what I believe would be a better measure of the, the value of the investment that companies are making in teams like mine. How quickly can you get these things through? And then you find out, is it fast enough? And this is where you can compare those metrics, as Dora metrics, to the industry. You can also compare them to yourself. And then it's not so subjective. It's, it's objective. Here it is. This is the measure. This is how fast we move. So then whether it's an SEO change, it's a data quality change, it's anything to do with security, or it's a conversion-focused UX or UI change, how long does it take us to get these through the pipe? And that, I think, is a much better measure rather than saying, is the site this fast? Does it look red? Like, how quickly could you make it blue? Oh, how long would that take? We actually know. That's what we want. And then I would say, so according to these metrics, the elite organizations release more than once a day, once or more a day, which is almost nobody. That was the part, like, they're elite. When we're releasing multiple times a day and everyone's like, can you do this faster? I was like, nobody does it faster than this. <laughs> it's just because we've now given you this, you think we could go even faster. And that part is now what I would go back in time and do is say, instead of us focusing on these milliseconds, let's focus on lead time to change. And that actually more than anything else is likely to be a good indicator of the successful outcome of this organization. That really resonates with me, particularly because in the startup world, there's this kind of common truth that everybody lives by that the main thing that matters for your success as an early stage startup is your iteration speed. And for many startups, that is technology iteration speed, right? For the most part, it's about how fast can you learn what doesn't work in your product and how fast can you fix it? Just like you're saying for your e-commerce website, how fast can you make the change that the business needs and get it tested? Because the truth of the matter is this, our entire industry is so young and like you said, there's, there's no standards that every single change that you're making is unlikely to be the best or the right change, right? It's likely that there's an even better change that you're going to learn about once you ship that change and you learn what happens, right? You ship a change, you make the website blue, and suddenly something happens, right? And then you can learn and go, oh, that's interesting. What if we tried doing this other thing, right? And you can make a new change. And this is commonly accepted wisdom in the, in the, in, in the startup ecosystem and is kind of heralded as one of the main advantages that startups have over incumbents because they're smaller and more nimble and they can iterate much more quickly. And so that really resonates with me kind of focusing on, hey, the impact that we can have as a technology organization is we can make the changes that the business requests really, really quickly so that the business organization can learn much faster and get to whatever the best or the right solution is much faster. Exactly. So that was the last piece of the, the sales pitch to, to business was, if we can move faster, you can try the things that you need, and then we should be able to make more money. Uh, ultimately, that's what it's about. And the developers were stuck with a very limited opportunity. So I two pieces. One. one was the content management. So in general, definitions are a piece of this puzzle as well. A common vocabulary is really important for moving fast and having clearly met people's expectations. Getting that common vocabulary is really difficult when there's already one in place that is insufficient for talking about some of the things that we've been discussing here. So when people don't understand or they already have a wrong assumption, 
you spend almost all of your time just educating, and then you're not actually doing the work to deliver the change. But the content management system, there wasn't a common CMS to use to publish to Puma.com or App. So then you'd end up with a very fractured way of publishing and also a, a fractured way of doing analysis on the content that was published. So if everyone's doing it differently, well, what image did they use? I can't really tell. They use the same file name, but they cropped it differently. And so things like that, that like, wow, that's okay. I guess <laughs> we don't know if this image works or not because we allow this process that is very manual. Let's try to improve this by automating what we can and centralizing what we can. And then that involves digital asset management work. That involves more of the creative teams, more of the marketing teams. Now you're moving away from what would have been core e-commerce digital into brand marketing. And these are some areas where it's just, it's more organizational issues that start to get in the way. It's not a technology issue anymore. And so what, um, what I identified was just these are all of the different CMS instances or what I would consider a CMS that allow you to lay out and merchandise your assortment and, and give your brand representation in that country. And when you see it laid out as like an individual gridded item, you're like, whoa, that's a lot more than anybody thought about. Okay. <laughs> this is like we're nearing, you know, 50 CMS instances when we really didn't think about it that way. What if there was one? Okay, that sounds better, but that also means we have to work together. So what would we include? What would we not? So it becomes more about a a data structure, data modeling problem. And I, I say we underestimated that complexity because we had wrapped up so much of what happens in the UI into this like front end CMS storefront service that isn't really, it's just not built for that. It's built for a catalog and products and searching and wish lists. It's not built for all of the brand entities that you want to be able to pull on and all the third-party services you also want to be able to integrate with. And that was where the central CMS, you have to decide what goes in it and then what's going to be moved somewhere else. So there's a lot of architecture work. There's a long roundabout way of talking through what it ended up taking to make this work. But so you had initially, we moved to from almost all backend integration changes to almost all front-end optimization changes the developers working on that weren't as skilled in it so they were struggling it was costing more taking longer our teams internally weren't necessarily ready to be making good jira issues that were easy to act on i guess like they knew what they wanted and they wanted the right things but when it, they articulated it it didn't resonate with the developer in a way, either because of language or culture or whatever, that they got what they wanted. And then we had this many CMS instance concept that we could aggregate under one, bringing in a, an app. If you had 50 CMSs, you would need 50 app integrations. That was like, this is untenable. And then this development process of allowing somebody to see their change before it goes into production or staging was a problem. And that, that was the last big piece. How can a developer safely make this iteration? We're talking about how fast for this, this cycle time. 
they want to iterate on something and they want to show it to somebody in many of these storefront service worlds, you actually have to basically put it into service to try it, which is terrifying. And, <laughs> and so first it's scary. So the developer doesn't want to do it until they're really, really, really confident. So that means what 90% probably couldn't even put it up and they have to wait another week, another two weeks, whatever it is. Then once it's there, it's basically, even if it's not in production, it's waiting to be pushed into production. And so the next release, which are scheduled, the wrong stuff might go live. And so this was the, the big bottleneck. And that, more than anything, was slowing us down, in my opinion. So the alternative was, was let's create a way to have a preview environment on demand per pull request so that you no longer need to use this staging production system from the storefront provider, this is our own. This is an isolation. This is our startup world. So now Puma can have their own startup ecosystem where innovative ideas can be tested, tried, but actually pull against production data if that's what you want to configure the pipes to. You don't have to put it over there in production. It's not sitting in a production system that customers are using. It's just got production level services so that when the user is testing it, they have full production speed. That was key. Everybody sees it like this is slow. Like It's not slow. The service it's connected to is slow. If you connect it to production APIs, it's fast. But in general, you can't do that. You're stuck in this isolated, protected area that just doesn't have the resources of the rest of the site. So these were the big issues that we were facing. And in different you know, different rooms that have a different set of slides, depending on who we're talking to. Eventually you have this huge deck of everything. But, <laughs> um, at the end of the day, we had shown that by switching to our own kind of React template that we could have a faster site. We could actually hit the green marks from Google's page speed scores. We could get what we needed. Adding all of the marketing tags, everything else, making it look exactly like current, existing.com website that takes time each one of those changes slows it down a little bit but at the end of the day you can move fast and that was really what i believe was the best thing to invest in was being able to iterate quickly because when the business acquires somebody has a new concept for a business model wants to engage consumers and the public in a different way they'd actually be able to do it and do it in a matter of days or weeks not quarters or years